All right, hey man, Romans 12. Uh, I thought we might finish that first verse this week. Uh, I don't know, I can't promise you that we are. Hey man, we may backtrack a little bit tonight. Uh, but I, I want to read uh, Romans 12 uh, and 1, and then we'll go from there. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Amen. We've already covered uh, the first maybe half or three quarters of that scripture. I beseech you, he's calling our attention, he's the urgency of it. Uh, we talked about therefore, talking about everything that's gone before, uh, the chapter, those first 11 chapters, the brethren, that's us, uh, and then by the mercies of God. And then we've been talking about presenting your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Uh, we got into the holiness last week, amen, and, and covered a part of that, but I, I want to backtrack just a little bit. We'll, we'll hit again on the living sacrifice and some on the holiness, and, and we'll just go from there. I, I think it's important uh, for us to understand that God is desiring his people to grow in him, amen. Uh, we hear the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, amen, and, and we, we often think that it's just as an entry point into the family of God, which it is, uh, but the gospel is an everyday for every person, uh, every one of us. It, it, the gospel's how we're saved, the gospel's how we grow, the gospel's how we heal, uh, the gospel is how we overcome. It is the good news of Jesus Christ uh, through faith in him, amen, and so and, and the first 11 chapters was laying this foundation. And, and God is wanting us as his children to grow. I, hey, man, we talked about holiness being set apart. And, and we used the toothbrush. And we talked about those things and, uh, last week. I, but, as a, but as a Christian, you and I are called to be set apart, to be dedicated to God's purpose and, and to what his will for mine and your life. I, our holiness is from God and nothing from us. I, we're set apart from this world because we simply belong to God. I, he is the one that has done that and dedicated us to that. Second Timothy 1 and 9 says this. He says he has saved us and called us to a holy life. Not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and his own grace. God has called us, amen, and set us up, and that's what makes us holy. We've not been called to a membership of do nothing. Amen, think about a gym membership. If you had a gym membership and you never went, would that make you any better? Amen. If you had a gym membership and you never went, you would just stay round like me. Amen. You would never get in shape. You would be a shape called round. Amen. But it would do you any good if you didn't show up, if you didn't put forth the effort, and you need to put forth the effort. And we know that physical exercise helps us some, but God wants us to exercise ourselves unto godliness. And we find this in 1 Timothy 4, 8 through 10. It says this, physical training is good. It, it has its benefits. It, it helps us. And I, I encourage you, all of us, to try to take better care of ourselves. Whether we eat whatever, we, we can all improve in that. But training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and the life to come. I, hey, man, I need all the benefits I can get right here, don't you? Hey, man, I, and, and that's what he's telling us, practicing godliness, training ourselves, disciplining ourselves in godliness and holiness I, is much better, promising a benefit in this life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying, and everyone should accept 
This is why we work hard and continue to struggle. For our hope is in the living God, who is the Savior of all people, and particularly of all believers. Aren't you thankful, hey man, that though it gets hard, we don't have to give up, hey man. I know in our journey of, of becoming more Christ-like, it can be difficult, and it can be challenging. But God is wanting us to be holy in all that we do. We need to keep ourselves open up, open to God and asking Him, hey man, to move in our lives. The idea of living a total consecrated and, and separated life today is rare. But I still believe, hey man, if God could get one person, just one, that is just totally dedicated to him. Hey man, because I think we have thousands that are half-heartedly committed to him. But you take one life that is dedicated to Christ and he can do amazing things. Hey man, that's what stirred D.L. Moody when he heard that teacher say that the world is yet to see what God can do with one man that will be totally surrendered unto God. And that's what God is desiring for us. Hey man, to present ourselves, to bring ourselves to him, our body as a living sacrifice no longer my own but now I am his all of me all of the time that's what he's wanting on the daily to be consecrated to him for his service not mine for his will not mine for his purpose for his worship for his very it's all about him and nothing about us Fanny Crosby wrote this she said I the old a beautiful hymn that said I am thine O Lord consecrate me now to thy service Lord by the power of grace divine, let my soul look up on, uh, look up with a steadfast hope, and my will be lost in thine. Uh, a man by the name of Adelaide Pollard wrote this uh, about commitment. Said this: Have thine own way, Lord. Have thy own way, Lord. Have thy own 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 way. Thou art the Potter, and I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will. While I'm waiting, yielded and still, have thy own way, Lord. Search me and try me, Master, today. Whiter than snow, Lord, wash me just now. As thy presence humbly I bow, have thy own way, Lord. Wounded and weary, help me, I pray. Power, all power, surely is thine. Touch me and heal me, Savior divine. Have thine own way, Lord. Hold over my being, absolute sway. Fill me with thy spirit till all shall see Christ only, always living in me. That's what Christ is wanting. He's just wanting to be our everything. And when we stop and we go back and we start looking at this, presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice, I want to take us over into 1 Peter. I want to go to 1 Peter uh, chapter 2 and verse 5. Hey, man, when we start talking about living sacrifices one more time. He said in 1 Peter 2 and 5, he said, You also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Here again is talking about our spiritual sacrifices. It's talking about us being living stones. Hey Amen. And, and when you're looking at that word stone, it is in the Greek, lithos. Uh, it is describing the stones that have been quarried, stones that have been cut out and chiseled and shaped and smoothed for a purpose. It is stones that have been chosen and they've been worked on and, and they've been custom made to, to, to create a specific purpose. I, it, it's like it was describing the two tablets of the Ten Commandments uh, uh, that God wrote the commandments in. A millstone or, or the huge round tombstones that would seal a tomb. They had a specific place. Uh, it could be describing like 
bricks for building or marbles or emeralds or rubies, all kinds of stones that have been quarried. And I just want to encourage you to know that you're a living stone specifically chosen by Jesus Christ. He brought you out of where you were and he begins to shape you and mold you for a specific purpose because he wants you to be that living stone. He wants to work in you through the Holy Ghost, through the Word, through circumstances, all of these things. God wants to chisel and work on us. It can be uncomfortable when God, when we're being a living sacrifice, when Christ is working on us. Amen. But God wants to do his work in us. Amen. He calls us his masterpiece. But how many people know he's still working on you? He's still working on me. Amen. Amen. He's working. He's shaping. He's molding. He's cutting. Amen. And it can be difficult. It can be uncomfortable, can it? But we got to present ourselves every day as that living sacrifice. Because these stones in that first Peter 2 and 5, they were stones with a purpose, and you are too. You have purpose today. Your purpose is to be a living sacrifice. Let him shape you. Let him mold you. Hey man, and you're alive. We gotta quit living like we're dead stones accomplishing zero. Hey man, we ain't a zero no more. We've been rescued by the only hero there is. Therefore, I've gone from a zero to somebody in Christ. He's got a purpose for my life. It don't matter about my past. It don't matter what what happened yesterday. What matters is right now I am a living stone being chiseled by the God, amen, the God Almighty. There ain't no God like Jehovah and he's working on me because he's got a purpose for my life, amen. We can't ever forget that. I think so many times we look at people and we say, we look at that stone and we think, man, that stone can't be used for anything. The devil is a liar. We've got to remember that we're living stones and he's still working on us. But that is a stone that mattered to him too. Though If they're down there, Christ came for them. Amen. We've got to realize that. Because God is wanting us to fulfill our purpose. He's wanting to build us up. Amen. As living stones. Amen. We're being built upon the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Aren't we? Amen. On no other foundation do we need to build. We are building on that foundation. Amen. And I thank God that we are being built. On that. I want to read Ephesians 2, 19 through 22 for you. Just to kind of expound just a little bit on this foundation. Amen. That it is Christ is the foundation. Amen. That's what matters. What are you building your life upon? Amen. Now, therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the household of God. You're built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets and Jesus Christ himself, the chief cornerstone, in whom all things build, building fitly framed together groweth unto him an holy temple in the Lord, in whom also you are built together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. Hey man, he's telling us that our foundation is eternal. Don't think about it as far as a house. A house will decay, it will deteriorate, and ultimately a house will begin to fall apart because it is physical and it is temporary. But what God is building in you and I is eternal, bless God. What God is building in us, in that living sacrifice, that living stone, it is eternal. It ain't ever going to decay. Someday, yes, this body will return to dirt, but my spirit, my soul will be with him forever and ever. That spiritual house that he's building in me, she ain't going nowhere. It ain't going to decay. Why? Because my life is being built upon the life of Christ Jesus, and he is forever and ever. He ain't never going to get weak. 
He ain't never going to decay nor deteriorate. He is not going anywhere. And therefore, when our lives are built upon Him, hey man, we are a living stone, aren't we? Aren't you thankful that we're building upon a foundation that is living, that is vibrant, hey man, that is moving, hey man? I don't care where you've been in your life. You may think, hey man, I always end in a dead place. I want you to understand when you put your faith in Christ, you are suddenly connected with life itself. You are connected with purpose and you are connected with meaning. Amen. And that's what he's wanting us to do is realize that every day he wants us to, to hook up and be connected with this. Amen. Now let's flip over to Hebrews 13 and 12. Amen. I want to just, we'll get to 15 and 16 because we're still talking about these living sacrifices. We're fixing to see what some of these sacrifices are. But I just want us to be mindful. I think sometimes we as Christians can forget, amen, just what a blessing it is just simply to be pardoned. Amen. To be forgiven. I want to read verse 12 first, Hebrews 13 and 12. I just want to read that first part. It said, Wherefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify he sanctified, be set apart, to be made holy. That's what he's saying. The people with his own blood. Aren't you thankful for the blood? The blood that sanctifies the blood. It is his, it is him that makes us holy. Amen. We are a pardoned people. Amen. The suffering on the cross was not a tragic mistake. It was an awesome reality for mine and yours to be sanctified, to be made holy, to be consecrated unto him. We were all born in sin. And we were all separated and condemned uh, of God. Every person, every man is sin. Every woman is sin. Uh, amen. We have fallen short of the glory of God. No way for us to ever be reconciled unto God. Uh, you couldn't earn your way into it. You couldn't buy your way into it. Uh, you couldn't trick your way into it. Uh, the only way for us, uh, amen, uh, uh, to be reconciled unto God uh, is through the atoning blood of Jesus Christ uh, that can wash away our sins, uh, that paid the debt in full. And I am thankful that Jesus came and purchased me. I'm thankful that I'm made holy by the blood of the Lamb. It is not my it is not my doing. It is all his doing. I have put my faith in the one that bled it and died. He finished it at Calvary. When he cried out, it is finished. It's like an artist that finished a masterpiece and said it's complete. Nothing else to be done. Nothing to be added to. I am thankful that Jesus Christ. Christ finished it for me. He finished it for you. He finished it for your sons and your daughters. He finished it for everyone that would put their faith and trust in Him. Hey man, I am thankful for that, aren't you? Hey man, that we no longer stand guilty and condemned before a holy God, but we stand before Him righteous in Christ, set free from bondage, set free from sin through our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, pardoned and forgiven. I am now viewed through the blood of my Savior, and so are you. Romans 4, verses 7 and 8. I'll read them to you just to help you. One, add that on there. Saying, Blessed are those whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Do you realize you're blessed today? You may have a lot going on in your life right now, but you are blessed to be forgiven. You are blessed to have your sins washed away. Romans 8 and 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. Amen. Aren't you thankful? No condemnation. You would not believe how many times I hear in an altar people dealing with past. They're still being condemned by something they've already just come to Him in faith of who He is. 
the enemy wants to torment so many people with our past. I'm a, I, I am made alive in Christ. I am not held bondage to my past. Amen. No condemnation. Amen. Hebrews 13, and let's skip to 15 and 16 now. Let him therefore, by him therefore, I'm sorry, by him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. I'll go ahead and read verse 16. We'll come back to it too. But to do good and to, to communicate, forget not. For which such sacrifices God is well pleased. There are some sacrifices, three here, that we can find that God is wanting us to do. Amen. And he's, in, in that first one, amen, he's talking about us giving a sacrifice of praise. To sing a song and a reason to rejoice. As a Christian, I've already gave you the best reason to sing and to rejoice. Because you have been redeemed. I think verse 12 I gave us the reason to praise when he said we've been sanctified by the blood. We need to get back to rejoicing in our salvation. I, I can remember growing up as a boy in the church. I, Every, they never failed in a service. You'd hear somebody stand up and just give God glory. They may be going through hell, but they knew their soul was redeemed. They had been washed in the blood, and they knew that they had a present victory and a future victory, and the past was already defeated. We need to get back to rejoicing in our salvation. Amen. We have been saved. Jesus is saving me every day. How about you? Amen. We need to get up and rejoice in our salvation. Amen. That Jesus has found me and delivered me. Amen. Anybody in here, amen, ever, do you ever sometimes just stop and think about where you were when he found you? Anybody, amen, don't that just make you happy to think, amen, that he found you, amen. And I am thankful of that, amen. Ephesians 5, 1 through 2 says this, Be you therefore followers of God as dear children. Walk in love as Christ also loved us and gave himself for us an offering, a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. Amen. Savior. Amen. It is something uh, to be redeemed. That's something we're singing about today. Amen. We sing about a lot of other things, but just being redeemed is worth it. Amen. But Hebrews 13 and 15 tells us to offer a sacrifice of praise continually. Uh, always. Amen. It should always be going on. Uh, amen. Think about it. Uh, amen. We, we praise our dogs if they fetch a ball. Amen. Uh, amen. Men know Oh, I get out there and we'll have jupe and, and we'll throw it. Amen. And we'll just tell him what a good dog is. And boy, he loves to be praised. He loves it. He just excites him. Amen. He gets excited. That tail will go wagging. Amen. And he'll just sit there and he just enjoys it. Amen. And that's what God is wanting us to do is just praise his name for the benefits. Praise him for everything he's ever done. Has God ever been good to anybody up in here? Praise his name. Amen. We need to praise his name for all all the benefits of God. We need to thank him for everything he's been done to us. Amen. Because we have been directly we have directly benefited from what God has done in our lives. Amen. If you're in here and you're saved, you ain't going to hell. Praise God. That's worth shouting on. But I thank God that salvation is so much more than being saved from hell. I got a whole lot more benefits. He is my healer. He is my deliverer. He is amen, everything I need. He's the lily in the valley. Amen. He's the bright and morning star. He's the rose of Sharon. I got a whole lot more than just being saved from hell. I thank God that I don't have to go to hell. I don't have to fear hell because I've been redeemed. But I'm thankful that I don't have to 
enemies I, that I face because I've got a risen Savior that's already defeated them. We need to be praising the Lord. Has he ever helped anybody up in here? Huh? He said, praise him, continue. That's a sacrifice, just offer him a praise. Thank you for helping you. Anybody in here ever been protected from something? Amen, praise his name. Anybody in here ever been healed? Praise his name. Amen, we got plenty of reasons to praise his name. We can sing and worship and talk about those things. But amen, sometimes you know it's hard to praise him in a storm, ain't it? Amen, some people find that hard. I would encourage you to learn to praise him even in the storm. Amen, I want to encourage you, if, if the world, if life is giving you lemons, make lemonade, bless God. Amen, amen, thank God. Amen, it could always be worse. I'm going to give you a, I'm going to give you a scripture that may help you uh, learn to praise the Lord even when it's bad. Nahum 1-7, the Lord is good. A strength and a stronghold in the day of trouble. Amen. Aren't you thankful of that? Uh, he's good even in the day of trouble. Uh, he's strong. Uh, amen. Even no matter when you feel weak. Uh, he is weak in weakness. His strength is made perfect. He's a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows. He recognizes. Has knowledge of and understands those who take refuge and trust in him. Aren't you thankful? Hey man, we need to get like Job. I, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. We've got to praise the Lord all the time, whether it's good or whether it's bad. we got to lift our hands and bless his holy and wonderful name. I, hey man, sometimes we don't understand why we go through difficulties, I, but God, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to trust you. I, I'm going to continue I, to praise your name. That is, a, that is something I, that a living sacrifice should be doing. We ought to praise the Lord. Amen. People ought to see us doing that. Praise without ceasing. In any place, in every place, no matter what, we need to be praising the Lord. When we're in a terrible frame of mind, if we'll just stop and praise the Lord, ain't it amazing how that can change the atmosphere around you? Amen. Just learn to praise Him. When things are going on around you that is bad and you don't know what to do, just stop and begin to praise the Lord. If you're confused, just simply stop and begin to praise the Lord. He can bring clarity to your mind. Praise can bring that, amen, because praise brings the presence of the living God. Let us continually, and I want to encourage you this, to realize to be able to praise Him at all times and always in all places will take a childlike faith. Simply, we need to get back to simply taking God at His word. We need to praise Him because if you can't take God at His word, you'll never praise His name in every situation. Doubt, doubt will snap the heartstrings. Question will mar every melody in your heart. We need to trust Him, lean on Him, enjoy Him, or we will never be able to praise His name. We'll never be able to be that living sacrifice of praise. Unbelief is the deadly enemy of praise. Let's put out that. Let's put out that doubt, amen. Let's begin to so invest in the word, amen, and let watch God move in our lives, amen. Psalms 34 and 1 says this, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I challenge you to praise the Lord all the time, in every day, in every circumstance. Now listen, you can't always do it out loud, but you can do it in your heart, amen. You might be in a place you can't, you may be, you might find yourself sitting in a room where it's out of order for you to say anything out loud. They can't stop you from praising the Lord on the inside. Amen. God, I bless your name that you've got this in control. Amen. That you're working on my behalf. Praise him. Psalms 92 and 2. To show forth thy loving kindness 
in the morning and the faithfulness every night. We've got a reason to praise him. Charles Spurgeon said this, Praise is the rent which God requires for the use of his mercies. Amen. Think about that. I'm going to say that one more time. Charles Spurgeon said this, Praise is the rent which God requires for the use of his mercies. Shall we rob God? Can we not just praise his holy and wonderful name? Uh, Psalms 104:33 says this, I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have been. Amen. God's people need to be praising him as long as we live. Amen. And giving him glory and honor in all things. I, I want to read Psalms 103. First five verses, amen. You've heard it, and you've heard it, and you've heard it, amen. But it ought to be, because if you're down and you need something to praise the Lord, go to this verse. Go to these verses and read them. Hey, man, I'm going to read them from King James. I put them in a different version there. I'm going I'm to read it from King James, amen. Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul. All that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Amen. Don't forget it. In the storms, in the, di in the, in the dark nights, amen. I can remember one time I was out, I was out on a lawn, I was going to mow the, the churchyard out on the mountain. And I was out there on a lawn mowing, you know, them storms can come up suddenly. And I look, I said, Lord have mercy, this storm is coming out of nowhere and it just began to just deluge and I couldn't even see and I'm riding on that lawnmower on the highway you know you're crazy trying to figure out way and I thought man I gotta go home and, and I could and I but I just couldn't see and God spoke to me he said the first thing the enemy wants to do in a storm is take your vision yeah. take your vision because if he can get your vision from you he can get you down to discourage but if you'll praise me I can show you the way Hey man, and that's what God wants us to do don't forget his benefits when the storm comes remind you Remind yourself of the faithfulness of God. I read that scripture, amen, to you earlier. Amen, the faithfulness of God at night. Amen, I, I will sing unto the Lord I, I, because he has been faithful. I, because he showed forth his loving kindness in the morning and faithfulness every night. I, amen, don't forget those benefits. I, praise the Lord. Bless his name. I, lift it up. Amen, don't forget what God's done for you. Amen. Listen, here's some more. Here's the benefits again. They're just remind us. Who forgives all thy iniquities? Aren't you thankful to be forgiven? I encourage you, don't take that for granted. To be forgiven of all, somebody say all. Oh. All my iniquities. Who heals all thy disease. He's the healer, ain't he? Who redeems thy life from destruction. Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies thy mouth with good things. He is a good God that wants to satisfy us. Amen. Praise his name. Give him glory and in honor. Psalms 5 and 7 says, Because of your unfailing love, I can enter into your house, and I will worship you at your temple with deepest awe. Aren't you thankful that we can even praise his name? I don't deserve to be able to praise his name, but I can offer up a bit, part of my sac living sacrifice. I can offer up a sacrifice of praise simply because of him. Amen. So that's what God wants us to do. Uh, amen. To be that. Amen. He, back to Hebrews 13, uh, verse 15. Amen. As we've seen that, first part of that is a sacrifice of praise continually. It should always be the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. We need to develop an attitude of gratitude again. 
We need to begin to be thankful. Amen. Sacrifice of praise and giving thanks to his name. Amen. We ought to be able to do that. Listen to this old song. Johnson Oven put it this way in 1897. When upon life's billows you are tempted, tossed. When you are discouraged, thinking all is lost. Listen to this. Count your many blessings. Name them one by one. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your blessings. See what God has done. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your many blessings and see what God has done. When's the last time you just sat down and thought about all that God has done for you? We've all been guilty of that, haven't we? We get in this fast-paced life and we forget. Anybody in here got something you want to thank God that you remember that's coming to your mind right now? We're thinking about counting. Anybody? You got anybody want to share it? Share it. Well, I can't tell you how many times He's healed me. Huh? It's just been remarkable. Just more than ten, and they were critical. Hey man, hey man, give God, hey man, blessing on anybody else. I thought I'd seen some gifts, Philip. blessings one by one. Anybody else? Some blessing he's got. He's helped you. Oh, praise the Lord. Yes, amen. Pain free today. Pain free. Amen. Give God glory for pain free. Amen. Amen. She battles. Amen. She walks by faith believing that God is her help. God is her healer. Amen. Uh, we, we, take, we take our health for granted. We all do it. Amen. Amen. Go ahead. Amen. Thank God good. Amen. Amen. Anybody else got a blessing? You just want to thank you. Just coming to your mind. Thank you, God. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Anybody else? Thank God for saving me. Amen. 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 That's the one I look for. I just praise God for who he is. He's God. He's God. Amen. That's enough for me. Amen. Amen. And he loves you. And he knows your name. And he knows how many hairs are on your head. He knows what you need. He's for you. My, my goodness, you start thinking about it. Yeah. Anything else? Amen. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Yeah. With God, nothing is impossible. Amen. Anybody else? Your blessings one by one. Amen. I mean, I, I pray that you learn to thank God for everything. Thank you for your taste buds. Bless God. You can taste food. Anybody in here like to eat besides me? Thank God for your taste buds. Amen. Anybody in here, you'd like to, I don't know, you ladies like to smell the flowers. Amen. I thank God for a nose that can smell. Amen. I thank God for eyes that can see a sunrise or a sunset. I thank God for mountains to look at or valleys to look at. Thank God for rivers to go and sit by and watch it stream by. I thank God. Amen. For rain and thank God for sunshine. Amen. Because if we didn't have sunshine, we wouldn't grow. If we didn't have rain, we would dry up and die, wouldn't we? Hey, man, I thank God forever. Thank God for your hands. Hey, man, fingers that can grip. Finger the hands that can hold things. Thank God if you've got a hand to hold at home. Thank God for a hand that was able to take part in raising up a child. Thank God for feet to stand on and toes. Hey, man, that help keep your balance. Thank God for legs to walk on. Thank God for teeth to chew food. Thank God for everything.
everything. He's been good to you and I. Thank him for everything he's done. Thank him for waking you up. Thank him for the mattress you laid on. Thank him for the sheets you put on your mattress. Thank him for the pillow that you put your head down on. Thank him for the pillow covers. Thank him for a refrigerator to put food in. Thank him for food to get out. Thank him that every time, whatever it is, thank him for your fork that you can bite into your food. Thank God for every blessing he's done. But in the end, thank him for his grace that is sufficient. Thank him for his mercy that is new every morning. Thank him for the blood of Jesus Christ that has covered every one of your sins and washed them away. Thank him that there's still power in the blood. Thank him that even though somebody may be in bondage right now, that you're fasting and you're praying and you're believing that he's still the old breaker. Amen. Thank God. Count your blessings one by one. Amen. And just see what God has done. I pray this week that you begin to, to, to pay attention and look at the many blessings. Thank God. How many times has he saved you from a wreck and you didn't even realize? Amen. Thank God. Amen. Psalms 107 and 22. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving, declaring his work with rejoicing. Psalms 116 and 17. I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving, and I will call upon the name of the Lord. Amen. So we need to be we need to offer a sacrifice of praise continually, always in every place. We need to be letting an attitude of gratitude roll out of our heart and our mouths, thanking and blessing His holy name. Verse sixteen gives us some more that we need to do, but to do good and to communicate, forget not, is what it says. Amen. I'm gonna read it in the Amplified as well. Do not forget or neglect to do kindness and good, to be generous and to distribute and contribute to the needy uh, of the church with embodiment and proof of fellowship for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. You want to please God? Be a praiser. You want to please God? Be a, have an attitude of gratitude. You want to please God? Do good and kind. I, uh, Sunday night, hey man, it was a blessing to me. Uh, for for the for uh, I'm thankful for our church and the pe the people that were able to show up and do that was an act of kindness. It was an act of sacrifice to begin to package those things for those soldiers. I seen some cry. I seen some enjoy just enjoying the moment, thinking about them soldiers getting what they were about to get. Do you realize that was us being a living sacrifice? That was a place and an opportunity for us to be willing to do that. Acts of kindness. We need that back in America, don't we? Amen. Hello? We need that. The church ought to be the living example of acts of kindness. We should, I mean, I don't know what Thump's going to do when he gets all that. <laughs> I talked to him again today. I said, Thump, I don't know what you're going to do. And all he'd say is, just thank God for a church that loves me. Amen? I don't know what he's going to do. You, I don't know. I mean, he's going to be loaded down. Amen? And he's going to, and I'm excited uh, to hear what he does when he sees them, uh, those things. But acts of kindness, sharing our resources, these things are pleasing to God. These are things that you and I were created to do. Ephesians 2 and 10, let it be settled in your heart. I want to make sure I read it. I mean, I, this is one of my favorite verses. For you are his workmanship. You're his workmanship. That's where they get to calling us masterpiece. You study that workmanship out, it means masterpiece. We're his masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. We were created to do good things. You were made to be good to people. 
Not to be mean to people. We were made to be good to people. To do acts of kindness. Which God had before ordained that you should walk in them. God ordained this. When you were, before you were even in your mother's womb, he ordained. There was some good works for you to accomplish for such a time as this. Do you understand that? That God is wanting us, amen, to do that? To do good and a willingness to share? Don't that just go right the opposite of the world we live in in America? We are self-centered in America, aren't we? Amen. We all get caught up in it. Amen. But we need to do that. Christ gave it himself for us so that we could be that. The Bible actually tells us that we should be zealous, passionate about good works. Amen. That's in uh, Titus 2 and 14. I'm trying to turn there. I can't grab my pages tonight. Titus 2 and 14. Jesus is talking about Jesus who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people. It's peculiar when his people are what? Are zealous for good works. We need to get back to doing good and being kind uh, to one another. Hey man, that's what he's wanting us to do. Hey man, to do good. And that word communicate, I had to look it up because I did not know what it meant. Anybody know what that meant? I thought, well, Lord, he knows. But just tell him. It means so much more than that. It means fellowship, partnership, participation, and contribution. Let me read that Hebrews 13, 16 to you one more time. But you know I ain't lying to you. This is, this is a sacrifice that God wants from us. But to do good and to communicate, forget not. In other words, he's saying fellowship, partnership, participation, contribution. It's a word that speaks of our involvement. And that pleases God. Amen. If you desire to be a blessing to people and serve the Lord, amen, we need to look for an opportunity to be good and kind and share what we have with others. That used to be a foundational Christian principle, didn't it? Amen. We used to do it. We didn't have to worry about that. But now, I think sometimes the culture has, has impacted us. Amen. And we have forgotten to do good. We have forgotten to share what we have. If I was to ask you to quote Philippians 4, 19, you all could. But my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. But first, verse 18 is something important for us to never forget. Listen to what Paul said. But I have all and I abound. I am full, having received of Ephratus, however you say that, the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. Your good works matter. Remember the rich young ruler that we talked about, I don't know if it was last week or the week before. He said, I've kept all of them from my youth. And he says, sell all that you have and give it away. He left mad. I think sometimes we forget that. God is wanting us to give to others. He's wanting us to do that. It is well-pleasing for us to give good gifts. Now listen, I don't mean you gotta, you're not going to always be able to give something uh, money. Everything's not about money. A kind word. Can I tell on you? Yeah. Do you mind? Amen. I'll tell you. I'll take it off. You want to. Sometimes I'll go to the mailbox. And I'll just be a little card in there. It's from Emma Duff. Kind words. Scriptures. More than anything. Some thought that she's had. A word of encouragement. Do you know, to me, that's worth more than a million dollars? Sometimes it's a simple smile, a simple hug. Sometimes it's just being an ear. Sometimes it's being a hand to help somebody up. Sometimes it's being encouraging to them. 
to everybody else's being negative, to everybody else's tearing them down. Be good. Be kind. You can share your resources with them. Amen? Your resources may simply be your wisdom. Your, your, your resources simply, I am telling you. Amen? Just You would be surprised just smiling at somebody. What that can do to their lives. Amen? And stop and take the time. Amen? To just minister to them. Just to listen to them. Amen? Don't, I mean, has anybody ever helped you like that? Just a kind word. Amen? And that's what we should do. Acts 20 and 35 says, I have showed you all things, how that so laboring you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus. How he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. It's, it's important for us. And listen, I know everybody's hung up on money. Look, it takes money to do ministry, all that. I understand that. But you know what? It's more, give the hope that you've got. Give the joy that you've got. Give the wisdom that God has given. You've been through something terrible. You've been down and out. You've been, you've been, you have just busted it and blew it. Get up from that experience. Learn from that. And then give that to somebody else. Because it wasn't just meant for you. Uh, it was meant to help somebody else that's been struggling. Amen. If, if you like me, amen, you used to like to drink, parties, smoke, don't do whatever, sell whatever you had to sell. To get it. Amen. Tell somebody that there is a God that's greater than that. Tell them somebody that they are not worthless, uh, that they are not hopeless, uh, that they are not down and out, that there is a God that's got a purpose for them. That's giving to them. That's sharing with them. Share your story. Sometimes simply sharing your story will blow your mind what it would do to somebody. Just share it. Let me tell you what God's done for you. Listen, these people know what they're doing wrong. They don't need us over beating them upside the head with our billy club religion. I mean, my goodness. When a, when a, if a drunk comes to you, he knows he's a drunk. He knows that. He knows he is. Why can't I sit down beside him? Treat him like somebody and listen to him. And then try to encourage him. Point him towards the cross. Point him towards the way. That's the only remedy for him. But if I keep myself close to that, I don't expose him to the gospel that can liberate him. That's scary, ain't it? Amen? Do that. Somebody that's been... Learn to love people. Learn to invest. And we can tell them the truth without condemning them. Listen, we don't condone the sin. Never do we. We don't. Jesus died so we don't have to live like that. But we can walk them out of it. We can walk, come alongside and walk them right out of that. Can't we? Yeah. Shouldn't we do that? If we're projecting that we're not approachable, come on, there's something wrong with us. We need to be approachable so that we can give them the truth. Yes, it's sin. Amen? We need to be willing to do that. Look, that's done. We can't. It's spilled. We can't get the milk back in the jug. It's spilled. But what we can do is make sure they get back on the right path, headed in the right direction, and get the right advice. Amen. Lord have mercy. So anyway, I'm sorry to get caught up on that. Let me, let me encourage you this with good works, to be good and to be kind. Let me just go there. I might want to read. Galatians 6 is where I'm going now. Some of you probably know that. Amen. We, we're going to end in that. Amen. Uh, but, but we need to, I'm going to read verses 9 and 10. Let us not be weary in well-doing. Do good. Share. Communicate it. Share it. Participate. Do the right things. For in due season you'll reap if you faint not. Now watch. I know you think, well, that ain't meaning that. Read verse 10. We never quote verse 10 with it. Because we have therefore opportunity. 
as we have an opportunity to do good, to share our resources. Let us do good unto all men. Somebody say all. all. That means everybody, right? That's time I check. That means that, that, that drunk on the side of the road, that hooker on the side of the road. It, it means that all, everybody, everybody matters. And so we have an opportunity to do good unto all men and women. But listen, this is where we really fall off. Especially, meaning more important, unto them who are of the household of faith. And that's when we do for ourselves. Isn't it though? But it's saying, it, I mean, this is God's word. I ought to be good to everybody. But I ought to be especially good to Emma Joe and to Betty and to, and, and to Marcia. And to Gary and to Philip, I should be better than them. I mean, he's telling me to be good to all men. But then he's saying, take it to another level, Jack. Hello? That's my language. Hey, man, he's saying, take it to a whole nother level when it comes to your brothers and your sisters in the faith. You have people that are born again, washed in the blood. Now, look, they may not have it all together. Don't worry, if we come and, and we come and fully inspected you, I guarantee you we'd find you didn't have it all together, too. Hey, man, we find some bitterness or some hatefulness. We find it. It's there. If we let this right here examine us all, we'd say, woe is me. I am undone. Wouldn't we? Every single person up in here. Amen. Hey, man, you know, I deal with people all the time. They say, well, man, I let these words come out. I say, you know, God can help you and he can take it away from you. And they say, well, why don't you condemn me? I, say, I believe God could change it and take it from you. But I'm, I'm more worried about you making sure you stay engaged in the process. He'll make you like Christ. If you'll stay there long enough, he'll get it out of you. He'll take it away. They, they asked me, they said, well, don't you struggle with it? I said, by the grace of God, when he saved me 20-something years ago, there ain't been one roll off my mouth. By the grace of God, I can't explain it. But I might struggle with being hateful. My, Hello? You know, that's sin too if I ain't real careful. Hello? So I ain't no different. I ain't no better than him. You know, sometimes I doubt. And my, and I can't remember the scripture, but James, hey man, he says, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, it's sin. It's sin. Do you realize it's sin when you're being mean to your brothers and sisters in Christ? Hello? I mean, that's scary, ain't it? I mean, that's like real scary. But we want to get mad and we want to hate on the homosexual, but we want to be mean to each other. That's scary. We need to get back to realizing it's important for us to do good. Hey, man. Let me just read. I've got a whole bunch of scriptures. Y'all care if I just read them to you? I just be done and I'll quit. I promise. Talking about doing good. Matthew 5 and 16. Let your light so shine before men. They may see your good works. Glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Hebrews 10 and 24. Lord, help us. Let us consider one another. Provoke unto love and to good works. Come on. James 2, 17 and 18. Even so faith, if it has not works, is dead being alone. Yea, man say thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works. I'll show you thee my faith. By my works. He's talking about doing good to people. Amen. We got to. 1 Peter 2 and 12. Having your conversations. Honest among the Gentiles. That whereas they speak against you as evildoers. They may by your good works. Which they shall behold. Glorify God in the day of visitation. Psalms 37 and 3. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land. Verily thou shalt be fed. James 4 and 17 was that scripture. Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Let us do these things. 
Let us decide that we want to be that living sacrifice that is continually praising him in the good and the bad, and we're having an attitude of gratitude that, that we're being thankful forever, but we're also going to do we're going to do acts of kindness and goodness. That's what being holy is. I'm set apart to do good works. I'm a set apart to do the righteous things. Listen, you can't ever be good enough. Hey, man, in the moment you try to operate in your righteousness, you've already failed. So I want you to remember this. The gospel isn't about what, what we do. It's done. I'm standing in the done of Christ. He's done it all for me, and I'm staying in it. And because of his done, then I can do You've got to flow out of that. Amen. Quit trying to say, I'm doing all this so I can. No. It's done. Flow out of the done. And then you can do. Amen. You've got to remember that. That Christ has finished his work. That's how we can do acts of kindness and good. And share our resources. Especially those of the household. Let us get back to that. Let it be this small group. Let it be the one that changes that. Amen. And do that. All right. I went over. I love you. I'm sorry, but hey, man, we made it. Hey, man. And uh, we'll, we will definitely finish, Lord willing, by the grace of God, the first verse next week. I promise. We'll do acceptable and reasonable service, and we'll move on to the second verse. Hey, man. Uh, but anyway, I, I challenge you. Let's go do it. Hey, man. Let's just do it. Let's start doing it. Hey, man. I love y'all. Thank you for coming. <laughs>